This is a Federal News Network podcast. Fourteen days after the CARES Act passed, the Small Business Administration processed more spending for loans than it would normally handle in 14 years. The agency has also had to scale up its network to handle a workforce of 20,000 users, about five times what it needed before the coronavirus pandemic. For more on how SBA expanded its IT capabilities to meet the economic crisis, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman talked with the SBA's Chief Technology Officer, Sanjay Gupta. First, you'll hear from Deputy Chief Information Officer, Guy Cavallo. I don't see how we would have been able to deliver this if we were still in the legacy architecture from 2017. We immediately increased pipes wherever we needed to improve connections. Uh, SBA doesn't have all of its compute on-premise in one location, so we also had to make sure that connections between locations were there. But like I said, to me, the real key was by having our cyber-based cloud be in the cloud and using artificial intelligence to monitor the work and what's going on with our connections. We were able to absorb that large of an increase by leveraging the cloud and the power of AI to help my security operations center go after the things that were really important and where we were really under a threat. If we hadn't done that, again, just imagine buying endpoint protection for five times your size of your agency and all the manual things that you would have to do that we already had in place because of our cloud journey. I think that was a real key. And I'll I'll let Sanjay talk about some of the things we did in the cloud to support the systems. I mean, it was really clear that anything that we had on premise could not handle the load. If anybody wants to know what happens when the president tweets out your URL for your agency, we had that happen. We had just moved sba.gov to the cloud about a year earlier. And so we had automatic expansion turned on. Well, within a minute of our URL being tweeted by the president, we had an 8,000% increase in users. Again, on premise, we would have collapsed and the site would have gone down. So that's just one example where leveraging the elasticity of the cloud, uh, but just having that expansion on demand really was proven just in that one event. And Sanjay, if you want to pick up some of the development. Sure. Yeah, thank you, Guy. And then just to add to what Guy was saying is we moved to telework pretty smoothly and quickly. And again, one element amongst others, we were still using the traditional VPN solution, but we are also had initiated a move to a cloud-based secure connectivity solution. So we certainly accelerated the use of that solution, which again, had it not been our IT modernization approach, we would have uh, you know, struggled. Let me talk about a few innovative ideas we also implemented in terms of ramping up, because as Guy explained to you, we have continuing to staff up, uh, our staff continues to increase in size. Office 365 is obviously a common element of most everybody's work life. And so what we did was we said, if predominantly you're using Office 365, can we give them access by turning on multi-factor authentication and conditional access, but having them get to it directly through the internet? Because we knew if we were able to do the cybersecurity protections, we could allow them access directly into the office productivity suite. So, so we did that as an example of creativity. Virtual desktops, that's another example of which we were leveraging the cloud in terms of enabling access into the SB enterprise for all of the folks that we've been onboarding and continuing to onboard. Now on the application side, on the PPP side, obviously uh, we, the, the solution or the, uh, the architecture is the traditional architecture stack on which our core support systems run. So what we did was an augmentation approach and we launched 
two initiatives there specifically. Lender Gateway, that was specifically a new portal that was built up in about eight days. And let me put this in context again. That's about less than 200 hours of work we were talking about. And when I say less than 200 hours of work, pretty much most of the examples we did uh, in terms of supporting the CARES Act, new applications, new functionality, new capabilities, I think none of them exceeded eight calendar days, or more specifically, if you talk about hours, in within 200 hours of going from zero to having launched into production. So we changed the unit of time, if you will, in designing, developing, implementing, and going live with new capabilities. And there's many, many examples. Obviously, I won't be able to cover all of them. So another one we launched was find a lender. Now, obviously, the PPP program, there's only a set of uh, lenders who are part of the SBA's uh, loan guarantee program. So what we did was we launched this tool, and that was actually done in three days, where an individual could go to the SBA website and put in the zip code and find a set of lenders that were close to their zip code of location, and then hopefully work with that lender to develop their loan program. On the idle side, again, uh, what Guy was alluding to earlier, we had a legacy solution, which is called as a disaster loan application portal. Put differently, that was the point where people would come in and submit their disaster loan applications. We obviously initially tried to bolster that and then sort of help uh, increase the performance on that. We took all actions that you would traditionally take, but certainly we were running into severe performance issues. So we put a stopgap solution, which was implemented within like 12, less than 12 hours. And then we knew uh, another solution was going to be put in, which was going to be a much more robust cloud-based solution within a week after that. So in roughly about eight days span, we implemented three different solutions to be help the, the loan intake from a disaster site. Certainly a lot of efficiencies gained in what you guys are working on. And looking at what we're talking about from the perspective of continuity of operations, telework seems to come to mind, but how does the pandemic change the way that SBA looks at continuity of operations? Well, it looks like we threw a switch overnight. It took years of prep to do that. Sanjay highlighted already, we were we were in the process of moving away from a traditional BPN client to a, a much more secure that ties into our cybersecurity-based strategy. At the time that the pandemic hit, we had about a thousand people moved in the agency. And now through the pandemic, I have over 7,000 people on it. So there, there are always excuses. You can stop modernization because we're in a panic now, or we can't do anything during the pandemic. We've accelerated it as we brought in all these additional surge staff. Well, we had a choice. Do we give them an old VPN client or do we put them on the new solution? we put them on the new solution. So we've accelerated our modernization during this time where it makes sense. Leveraging the applications that Sanjay said, you know, a totally different story, but just being willing to believe in what you're doing. If you were modernizing something before the pandemic, why should it stop? If you don't, if you believed in it, you should keep going and leverage this. I mean, one of the big changes for us that I hope stays as a permanent change is the whole model of um, having people come to Washington, D.C. to work at a headquarters. I was given the flexibility to be able to hire workers anywhere in the country to work remotely. And so we're going to telework. You could telework in Bethesda or you could telework in Los Angeles. You're still not in the office. So we've been able to hire skills that we've had trouble hiring in the D.C. area. Maybe people don't want to come to D.C. because of the cost of living and employ them where they're working now. I don't want that to go away when this all calms down. If I need to hire a cloud engineer 
and somebody in Iowa in a farm just you know, has all the certifications and is a whiz, I want them to work in my Washington office but not have to move. And so I'm hoping that HR change that we've been granted during this period allows us to move forward with that. And all of us know the age of the federal workforce and the numbers are staggering on how many of us are eligible to retire you know, either now or in the next five years. And that the younger generations, the Gen Z and the millennials are not looking for federal careers. Well, perhaps telework and letting them work remotely is a way that we can start attracting those because we can't hang on forever. I mean, I don't want to see cloud engineers at 98 years old still working because we couldn't hire anybody for the last 50 years. That was Guy Cavallo, the Deputy Chief Information Officer at the Small Business Administration. You also heard from SBA's Chief Technology Officer, Sanjay Gupta, both speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Subscribe to The Federal Drive on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.